Okay, this week is Parsha Shlach, and uh, we, being that in this week's Parsha there's the mitzvah of Hafrashas Chala, of taking Chala, so although in the past I've dedicated to three whole shurim on the topic, this week I'm just going to condense it into one shir and touch on some of the important points. And in Mitzvah Shem next week we will start the topic of uh, Amir La'akum, and feel free to suggest any other topics you'd be interested learn to learn about. <clears throat> the amount of flour, which is mentioned in this week's parasha, uh, that obligates us in Chala is based on a biblical share, a Torah share called the Eifa. It's a tenth of an Eifa. And as it is the case with all the Torah shiurim, there is a question how exactly to measure it, whether we base it on the eggs that exist today, or we assume that the eggs we ex- that exist today are a different size than existed in the day of the Torah. And therefore you end up with two possible shiurim for Chala, and likewise for many mitzvahs, there are two possible shiurim, a bigger shir and a smaller shear. So, if we assume the current egg, which is the smaller shear, then the amount necessary to obligate us in challah is about a half a bag of challah, two and a half pounds. Now, two and a half pounds is really a weight measurement, whereas challah is a volume measurement. It should really be measured in cups, not in weight. But uh, being that you can pack flour into cups differently, you can squeeze it in some more or some people less, so we give a weight because at two and a half pounds we're fairly confident that you have enough to have the minimum requirement of challah. It's about eight cups of, of flour generally, seven to eight cups of flour. And with the shear that we only make a bracha at is when we're certain that you have enough for a shear challah and that is double that amount. So it's the full bag of flour which is five pounds or about 14 to 16 cups depending how you measure that amount. So you make a bracha only when you've done a full five pounds or even a little less but about a five pounds of, of flour but you start taking challah already at two and a half pounds. Now the fact that we don't know what exactly is the correct shear has a very some very important ramifications and this is something to always keep in mind, which is that if you made a challah recipe and you chose not to make five pounds of challah, so you took, um, you only did two and a half pounds or three pounds and you took challah off of it without a bracha, and then for whatever reason you decided to make more, and now your total amount is five pounds, so now you say, now you know they all come together or they're put together in the freezer or you want to put them together, it's the right thing to do, and you are now actually obligated to take challah again, because if the real shear is five pounds, so then when you took challah at two and a half pounds or three pounds, you were essentially doing nothing, because it was not obligated, obligated to challah at that point. And it only first became obligated at this point when it reached five pounds. But you can't make a bracha, because perhaps you were, I'd say, when you took challah at three and a half pounds. But it is important to realize that you do have to take challah again in that situation. So when you take challah, so when you take challah on a smaller shear, uh, you do have to keep in mind that or are you, if you should add to it for whatever reason, and this happens a lot when people are baking for a simcha or they're baking for a mishmishlach manas so or these kind of things. So whenever you are doing more, uh, you might add to it, uh, it, you have to keep that in mind, that, that might obligate you once again. Now, this is only true though, if the two batches are similar. If they are different, where like one is a batch of uh, regular challah and the other half is 
a kakash cake, which might use the same dough, or two different kinds of cookies, or two different kinds of challah, even though they're flavored differently, like one is whole wheat, one is not whole wheat, one is uh, garlic, one without garlic, if they're significantly different, so much so that you don't like want to mix them together, then uh, they don't then they don't come together and they don't become one batch in order to be mafresh, not even with a bracha. And that, that goes for any time you do that. Meaning to say, if you make a five-pound ba- uh, batch of challah dough, but you are planning on using 50% of it for kakash cake, it's as if you only made two and a half and two and a half. The two halves don't come together. So that's the importance of understanding how the shear works. You do have to be mafresh, but it only, uh, it, it both, the afrasha on the smaller shear becomes once again obligated when you add to it, but it's only, even to begin with, if the whole thing is one kind, if it's all challah or all kakash cake, but not if it's half and half, even two different kinds of challah, two different flavors, also are enough to divide the shear and it doesn't get together. You have to take on both, but you don't, it wouldn't make a bracha. And uh, also important to realize is that challah, you're supposed to take it when it's dough, but it doesn't stop there. The obligation of challah is when it's baked as well. So you can put them together after they're baked and you'll become obligated in challah at that point. It's not limited to when it's dough. Now let's discuss the process of taking challah and how to dispose of it. It's important to realize that all Birchus HaMitzvahs, with the exception of three, uh, three mitzvahs of which um, are women mitzvahs, which is interesting, tefillah and, and adlakas neiras, but those are exceptions. Typically, a bracha on a mitzvah has to be done before you do the mitzvah. After you do the mitzvah, you can't make the bracha anymore. Um, so, so if you um, eat matzah, and then you realize you forgot to make the bracha of al achilas matzah, it's too late. You can't make the bracha afterwards. The bracha has to be done before. It's called Everlast Yasen, and challah is no different. So you have to make the bracha on challah before you take challah. And therefore, if you take off a piece, essentially you've done the haprashas challah. So the only way that that's not true is either if you don't take off a piece, so you make a bracha and then you take off a piece, or if you always say harezu challah, you don't have to do that, but if you, that's what you always do. You say harezu challah, so then your intention is that it only turns into challah when you say harezu challah. So in that case, you could take off a piece, make the bracha, and then you say harezu challah, and then that's fine, because again, it's ha- the, the, the bracha was made before you actually did your hafrashas challah. So it's up to you how you want to do it, but either way, it's important that we, the, the bracha is done before the challah is taken, one way or another, whether you actually take it off or whether you say harezu challah, bracha has to be before that. The amount you take is an olive-sized amount, and I mean a literally olive-sized amount. You don't need to take more than that, and it's not a mitzvah to take more than that, because it's really, it's baltashkas, we're burning it. Uh, it was a mitzvah to give more in the days when we actually gave it to a kain. At that point, we actually gave a sizable amount, a 24th of whatever you're baking. So it, at those days, you actually gave a whole roll to a kain. But nowadays, being that you're burning it, it's not, not a mitzvah to take more than the minimum necessary. Now, also important to know is that the challah, once it's been taken, is treif. And we need to say, uh, you shouldn't stick a fork into it. Uh, you would have to wash that fork. And if the challah is hot, like burning, when you stuck the fork into it, the fork would become treif, and you would need to kasher that fork. So the status of challah after it's been taken is that it is uh, it is treif. And obviously that makes a problem when you have the classic case that you take off the challah and then you don't know what happened to it. And obviously what happened is, is it ended up back into the mixture, which is not unusual. Uh, but how to take care of that problem is a little bit complex. So obviously if that happens, uh, call a rav and then we'll explain exactly what to do. It's, it's not, all is not lost. It's, there is, it, it, it can be rectified, but it just, you do, you do have to, uh, you have to keep in mind that the challah itself should be treated like something which is treif. 
The ideal way to dispose of challah is by burning it. There's a minig to do so, and that's the correct way to take, get rid of it. If for whatever reason that's not an option, you can wrap it in a double bag and then throw it away. You are allowed to do that. But l'chachila, if you can, you should burn it. Um, now, the thing about challah is that although it's treif, it's dry. It's a very dry thing. It doesn't have any liquid. It doesn't have any grease. So therefore, uh, even if you were to burn it in your oven, even if it were to be uncovered, it will not make your oven treif. Obviously, put a piece of silver foil under it, but it won't make your oven treif otherwise because it doesn't give off any steam. So you could even burn it while you're doing something else. And even if you don't want to do that, if you do want to cover it, which is also, it's, it's, a, it's a hitter to do that, to cover it, what you should do is, and someone gave me this idea once, and it's a great idea, is that take the challah dough and flatten it out and then wrap it in a piece of silver foil. Once it's flat, it'll really burn well. Otherwise, if you keep it in a ball, as in a ball shape, the inside doesn't really get burnt. But if you flatten it out and then you cover it with silver foil, it'll burn. And that's the right way to get rid of it. And you can put it right on the bottom of your oven, and it's really not a problem. And like I said, you can bake other things while you're doing it. So that's the correct process of taking challah and uh, of disposing of the challah after you've taken it.